Agents Podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by ZBuyer, and ZBuyer offers an unparalleled home buyer and seller lead generation service. It's made by realtors for realtors, which is kind of the cool thing. Since 2003, ZBuyer has been continually perfecting state-of-the-art lead generation pathways. In fact, I've been using them since 2009. And ZBuyer brings motivated home buyers and sellers to you virtually. Visit zbuyer.com forward slash LCA to see how ZBuyer can help you close more deals in 2022. As we begin a new year, I'm sure many of you have many resolutions and, and many plans for what you're going to do this year. Oh, yeah. But the guys we're bringing on today, we're going to talk about habits. Uh, we're going to talk about, we're going to go deep down this. It's, it's a very simple word, guys, but, but at the same token, everybody knows it. And here we are in January and everybody thinks the habit that they started on January 1st or maybe 2nd or 3rd is going to continue, but we all know they're probably going to fall off mid-January or February at best. And so I think we need to really go deep on the habits that real estate professionals need to be building into their business to actually survive and sustain. And you guys are the experts. I mean, you are the habit guys. Mm -hmm. Welcome to the show, Andy and Mike. I'm looking forward to going down this rabbit hole conversation because I know it's going to be beneficial for our audience. But let's start here. And I'll let you either one of you go first. Uh, first, introduce yourself and tell us kind of how what led you to where you are today in the real estate world. And with a name like Habit Guys, we better be the experts right on habits. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, my name is Andy Rosas, and you have my business partner on right now as well, Michael Manrique. We're the we're the Habit Guys, and we brought behavioral science, aka habits, into real estate. Um, there's a ninety percent failure rate in our business. And I believe this year, um, Jeff, we're going to see even more people quit the business with the way the market's going. Um, it's getting harder to close deals and agents are still not prospecting. And so that's a formula for NARS predicting higher numbers more than ever on agents quitting the business this year. So we definitely have to have this conversation. New Year's resolutions are, are a topic right now. New year, new me. Everyone's so excited. But like you said, by mid-January, February, March, that's it. You know, people are out of the gym. They're back to their old ways. They're not prospecting. They're buying things. They're buying lead generators. They're buying scripts. They're doing all the things, getting ready, but they're not using it. So Mike and I, what we've done um, about 10 years, now, 10 years ago now, um, we brought behavioral science into real estate, helping agents that know what to do, but just don't do it. Right, whether they're part-time, full-time, doesn't matter where they're at, producing, not producing, maybe they produced 10 years ago. They know what to do, but they're not doing it. They're either part-time agents and they're like, man, how do I do this? Or they're just new agents and they're like, man, where do I start? So habits is what we do because once you do, once you make prospecting a habit, then that's where your business changes, right? So that's kind of in a nutshell of who we are, what we've done, who we want to serve, especially this year with the way the market's going. I love it, Mike. I don't want I don't want to leave you out here. Not a problem. No, yeah, Andy Andy said it well. At the end of the day, for you to have consistent results in this industry which has ebbs and flows as everyone knows, you have to take consistent action. So, it would make sense for you to understand the things that you can't control that are outside of your control to optimize when you can control your day, when you can prospect or can 
create the social media post, the, the CRMs, the campaigns, whatever it is that you want to create for your business to take it to the next level, you need to understand how to optimize your body and your brain so you want, so you desire to take that action. Because at the end of the day, the only thing that leads to the change that you want in your business and eventually in your life is taking action. And that's right. it. So listeners, right. you're in for a treat. If you're listening to this saying, man, I know what to do. I just don't do it. Well, you're in for a treat. We're going to be talking about that today for good, sure. Good, good. Well, let's 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 rewind here. Let's rewind and, and get a little background on you guys uh, individually. Uh, so, Andy, let me start with you. I mean, how long have you been in the business? What got you into the business and what led you to uh, really this becoming your passion besides selling real estate? Awesome, man. Yeah. So um, I went to Florida Atlantic University. My backdrop, I was a um, I was a kicker um, in Division One football. And um, right after college, I realized that. I need to have my own business. Why? Because my dad couldn't go to all my football games. I noticed my dad had a job and that was like the starting seed of, I need to be an entrepreneur, start my own business, right? So then I got into the seminar business after college and you know became a motivational speaker for various companies all across the world, a student of the craft, companies like Tony Robbins, Zig Ziglar, Robert Kiyosaki. I consumed that content inside and out. It became my life for a long time and then it was funny you know before we we started this podcast we talked about who you're around it was funny because the conversations we were having in that environment we weren't having in real estate and in 2007 i saw that difference because in 2007 i became a ce trainer for brokers and agents and i quickly realized these agents have no idea how to change their habits they have no idea how to run themselves like a business at all they just get licensed they just show up and they just do what someone told them a youtube channel their friend at work whatever it is and then they just go with that and it was just like what the heck's going on so around that time mike and i got together and you know mike and i we we've been since high school we're high school buddies best friends now I'm business partners so what a god's blessing what a, what a blessing it is to be able to build a brand and a business with your best friend to serve agents and i believe well, mike and i what we what we wanted to do first was figure out what was wrong with our lives at that time, right? Figure out where change comes from, where, how do you change your habits and all that? And then it just changed, it, then it turned into real estate years after, because we realized there's a huge gap out there. 90% failure rate, holy smokes, are you kidding me? National Association of Realtors, nine out of 10 realtors quit. That's a huge problem. We have all these tools to be successful, as realtors, I can go in and find out what your loan is, how much equity you have on property. I can find out when you're thinking about buying and selling. I, can have, I have all these analytics. I have all these ridiculous tools and resources and automations and all that, but yet 90% of agents quit. That was like, whoa. So that became the, the pain of like, hey, we need to bring this behavioral science, Mike, of what we were learning in high performance world, self-improvement world, and bring that in to real estate because we need to serve our agents better. And that became our why, right? That became our like, holy smokes, brokers, no, no offense to brokers, but they're not trained to be coaches and developing agents and all that, right? They're running their business, right? They're recruiting agents and all that. So there was a gap there of habits. And that's kind of the genesis of how kind of things started on my end, becoming a motivational speaker, and then bringing that in into real estate to serve the agents. Awesome. Mike? Yeah, for me, it was really a, a story that I think a lot of people can relate to. Growing up, I didn't know what the hell I wanted to do in my life. 
And I was just going with the with the flow, right? Whatever, whoever was around me, going back to what we were talking about, whoever was around me in high school, my my girlfriend's mom was a teacher. She's like, oh, be a teacher, this and that. Fast forward like 10 years, have a kid, a child, uh, I have a child, a wife, uh, a house, a dog, a business, cars, gizmos, gadgets, everything that you think you'd want in life. I thought I was living the successful life until it was just, everything was just taken away from me. Uh, eventually, the relationship I thought with my wife was good, fell apart. And then my world, which was my son at the time, I couldn't see him anymore as often because of the separation and eventual divorce. So that drove me. I'm, I'm one of those people that I don't inherently blame other people. I take responsibility. And I was like, what can I do to prevent this from happening again? Well, the first thought was, what can I do to save my marriage? And then the second thought was, after that wasn't feasible, it's okay, how do I how do I learn from this experience and make sure that doesn't happen again? And in that process is where I was able to define what success was. And in that process, again, I realized, crap, we need to share this with the world. And that's when I, when I hooked up with Andy because he was already a public speaker. And I was just like, hey, this is my idea. This is our messaging. And, but it didn't start to where we're at now. And this is really important for any entrepreneur, right? Uh, we started very high level. You Google True Success Academy, you'll see like our original idea of self-improvement and how we try to serve so many people. But like Andy said, as we started speaking our language, what we noticed was we were attracting real estate agents and we really fit their niche. So we started going down that profession. And we've been doing that for a couple of years now. And our messaging aligns with their problem of not taking action, right? Either they're, they're too anxious that prevents them to, to take action, or they're too tired because they just have so many things that are taking their attention in different directions. So ultimately, that's the solution, right? As Andy mentioned, the National Association of Realtors put out a study a few years ago that states that almost 90% of agents quit the industry altogether after five years. So those are the agents that we serve, but that's not it. Because as I mentioned earlier, this process is applied, whether you like it or not, whether you know it or you don't realize it, you're building habits. So why don't you understand the process of building habits so you can apply it in an intentional fashion to achieve the goals that you set to achieve? So if you want to make more money, if you want to enter a new market, if you want to use a new tool or resource, this process needs to be applied. And it's only beneficial to yourself in knowing it and applying it in an intentional way. Yeah. And, and we figure like you're, you're building habits, whether you like it or not. Right now, you're building habits. So you might as well use the science of habits to your benefit as opposed to it just hurting you. And you're like, why am I addicted to watching Netflix now in this show? Why am I addicted to eating these kind of foods? So you're always building habits that are serving you or not serving you, whether you're aware of it. So you might as well use that science to your benefit. And that's what we're all about. Why, why, do, you, why do you guys think that uh, that statistic that you've mentioned multiple times now is so true of our industry? Uh, is it because the barrier to entry is too low? Is it because uh, you know we've been made to believe that selling real estate is easy? Why do you think that there's so much failure, or I don't know if failure is the right word, but they give up, right? It's just that they give up and because it's not working. Why do you think that exists in our, in our industry? Well, I think you nailed it down first. Yes, the, the entry is low, right? For 2000 bucks and a test, you can become a realtor. That's awesome. You know, anyone can, you know, anyone can come up with that. 
And everyone that became a realtor pretty much is a former employee, right? So we're not serving who's coming in. So these are people, realtors listening right now, you were probably a uh, the, you were probably an employee for five years, 10 years, 15, 20. Jeff, if I were to ask you same thing, all of us, I came from 20 years working as an employee. Great. So we all come from that background. And when you work as an employee, you develop employee habits or employee belief systems, right? You have an employee identity, we call, right? And what that means is as an employee, think about this, Jeff, it's a, it's a, it's a formula for disaster because when you're an employee, you're told what to do, when to do it, right? You're held accountable. Also, when you do something, you get something when you're an employee, right? So you're used to writing an email to somebody and someone writing you back. You're used to someone calling you and picking up the phone and being pleasant or someone reschedules with you, they call you, right? Like, hey, Jeff, I can't make the podcast, man. Hey, I can't make our meeting. Can we reschedule? Oh, sure, not our problem, right? It's, it's, it's a very pleasant, you know, different kind of environment, structured, safe. And then when you come on over and you're paid every two weeks too, that's another big thing, right? You're every two weeks, whether you had a good week, bad week, doesn't matter, you're getting paid, it's, it's fine. But then you come into the world of an entrepreneur, a real estate agent, it's everything's opposite, right? What you do today, you may not see the fruits of it for six months or seven months or eight months, 10 months, a year from now, you may not have a closing, yet you're showing a property to somebody for six months or a year, their, their, their interest changes, their credit changes, and then you were showing properties around for six months and you don't close, you don't get paid anything. That can kill the identity of a realtor if they don't change that identity and they're still as an employee and they're like, oh my gosh, what do you mean? They don't know that I gotta connect with people and I gotta call a hundred people, 80% of them probably won't pick up, 20, you know, the other 90% of them gonna tell me no, getting told no all the time. So then they have all, also, they have all day to do something as opposed to before they were told when to show up to work. Now it's, as a realtor, I can do whatever I want, whenever I want. <laughs> and the Chinese proverb is what? If you want something done, give it to somebody who's busy. Cause they're gonna, as opposed to someone who has all day, they're just gonna be like, oh, I don't know. And then agents just put it off. They're like, oh, I have to prospect. And then they put it off till later on, they don't get it done. So you kind of mix those things kind of together and it's a formula for disaster. Mike, I don't know, you know, I'm sure you can chime in there as well, but that's- Well, that's, that's the core of the issue, right? Also, so the the, air, the 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 barrier to entry is obviously low. So that's why realtors are constantly in search of knowledge. But let's take a step back. Confidence, we are brought up in this educational system that the way that we gain confidence is by learning. So kinder through elementary, through middle school and high school, the process is you get, you learn something. And then after you learn it, you take a test. And then that test gives you pass or fail, A to F. And if you get good grades, you feel confident. And because that process is now installed in us, if you will, that's how we feel. That's how we know that we're confident to take action on something, to take the actual test. And because the barrier of entry is so low, what do realtors do? Oh, I, I need to watch another video. I need to buy a book. I need to go to this conference or that thing. I need, to, I need more knowledge. So I feel confident before I go out into the market test, the marketplace and test myself. And, and that whole, that's a whole belief system that we talk about in the book about basically at the end of the day, when we're talking about beliefs, we're really essentially saying 
do you believe that you can or can't take that action? So if it's time to prospect, right? A lot of realtors, they have to-do lists, they have business plans, they have a morning routine. But when they go to that prime opportunity or that prime time when it's time to prospect, what do they say to themselves? I can or I can't. And what is that made up of? To be more specific, it's made up of internal states and emotions and external states and emotions. So, so the internal are obviously your heart starts beating, your palms might start sweating, your stomach might, you start might feeling butterflies, maybe your back starts aching. And those are signs throughout our life that say, whoa, 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 pump the brakes. We can't, we can't, we can't actually make this call now because we feel this way. And what's in core, what's going in correlation. So that's what our body physiologically is doing, but our cognitive brain is then what is it doing? It's thinking most likely negative thoughts. Negative thoughts are associated with that state of being, right? So then it's like, okay, wait, wait, wait. It's way too early to call. No, 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 no. I need to, I need to motivate myself. I need to listen to music. No, no, I got to do this. I got to do that. And you come up with all these excuses, right? Or all these reasons to stop you from doing the thing you know that you should be doing, which is building relationships, connecting with people, prospecting, the P word. So that's, that's all internal. That's all happening internally. And we don't even realize it. You don't even realize it. It's happening faster than the, snap, than the sound that my, than the snap of my finger. Then on the outside, and this is also something that we need to consider, and this is what we do with our students, is we need to check your environment because your attention, based on what you see, drives your focus. And if that focus isn't aligned with prospecting and isn't going in a trajectory to get you the result that you want, and then we need to reconfigure your environment. And those environments also lead, those environmental triggers also lead to that, in, that internal state. So there's a whole psychology, there's a whole thought process that we need to get into that we really coach our students on to help them understand the environment and then how to deal with the internal states so they can, at the end of the day, do the most important activity. And it's just one thing. Realtors have to do one thing over and over and over again. There's not this huge algorithm where they have to put all these pieces together. No, it's one thing. It's the P word, it's prospecting, it's connecting, it's building relationships. And you do that again and again and again. And that's what the, going back to your question, that's why that study was so profound to us because if you go and you read on, what it says is that realtors aren't acting. They aren't behaving as realtors and that's why they fail. Yeah. So let's let's go down that let's go down that path. Um, and and I think there's a lot of people listening to this. Some of them probably thinking to themselves, "No, that's not me. I don't fall into that category." But the data tells us otherwise, right? I mean, it's it's you know, the, the, probably 87 percent of the people listening to this fall into that category <laughs> naturally. But but what are some of the things that somebody who is sitting here listening to this, and this is the beginning of January when they're listening to it, and they're you know the the, the new year, new me. BS, but the reality, what, what, what is something that they could be doing that can shift that mindset? I mean, you guys have mentioned the science behind this. There's clearly something in us humans that hold us back. So how do we overcome? So I guess it's important to understand where we came from. So remember, humans were hunters and gatherers at some state in the past. So the way that we evolved over time is that when we went to hunt, our body set us up to in a state. So it, it, it maximized our, our blood flow by increasing our heart rate. 
it, it dilates our pupils. So we're able to see better and our breathing starts increasing. What I just explained is the same experience that a realtor goes through when they go to prospect, when they don't do it on a consistent basis. I'm not talking about successful realtors that make 300 calls a day. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the 87 to 90% of realtors that when they go to prospect, this is what they feel at some level. It's a spectrum. I'm not saying that, you know, that you're, you're out of control completely. It's a spectrum. But at the end of the day, anxiety and fear are the same thing. The difference is anxiety, your life isn't being threatened. Back in the day when you were fighting a tiger or whatever that was being hunted, yeah, your, your life was being threatened, right? So the same mechanism is still in us. And when we believe that we're going to do something that we say, I can't do it, that's, and that's what's really important to understand, because behind every system of actions, there's a system of beliefs. And that system of beliefs, as I said, is simply just believing, can I do it or can't I not do it, right? I can or I can't. So that same mechanism comes into play. And then that's what we need to then shut down. We need to shut it down in two stages. One is understanding, as I mentioned, that one is a physiological experience and that we can control physiologically. How do we go about that? Well, there's a practice called meditation. Meditation by taking in deep breaths and breathing out slowly, it's been proven to reduce your heart rate and mellow out your nervous system. And when your nervous system is mellow, then your cognitive function lowers and you're able to center yourself again. Now, your brain can still continue to spiral these negative thoughts that prevent you from prospecting. And that's where attention and focus is critical. And then this goes back to what the uh, understanding the different stages of change, right? So there's three types of, of change. The most common change is what's known as either outcome change or what we coin in the book. What is it called? Oh my goodness, I'm drawing a blank here. Sequel change. Sequel, yeah, modification for a sequel. So think of our lives like a movie. And essentially you're on a hero's journey and you're at a fork in the road. Every movie that you've seen where there's a hero, there's a main character, they're gonna experience some trauma, some effect in their life where they have to make a, a decision. If you watch The Matrix, we've all seen it, right? The red pill, blue pill decision. And so at that moment, you need to make a sequel to your movie. And what, what drives that sequel is what we want. So a lot of people want to lose weight. They want money. They want fancy cars. So they see these things through their eyes, right? They see it and they say, I want it. And because they see that, they're like, okay, I'm going to make a change in my life. And then there's a second stage of, of change, which is what we call modifying the steps. So steps are the things that you do, right? So it could be creating or buying a uh, CRM and creating a campaign or an automation to build a successful business or a follow-up business. Um, it could be a business plan. It could be a to-do list. It could be a morning routine. So it's steps that you take to get you that sequel you want to the movie in, that you're in. But what we don't realize is the third type of change, which is the most important, which Andy mentioned, which is identity change. Identity change, or what we coin in the book, changing of the self. And that's the most important. That's the most critical type of change. Because as I mentioned, behind, behind every system of actions, there's a system of beliefs that tell you at that moment, when you have to follow those steps, when you have to follow that business plan, when you have to execute on what you see on your CRM, if you say, I can't call them, 
Well, then it doesn't matter what you have in front of you. Andy, uh, when he does his presentations, he likes to say, you know, if I gave you a million dollar business, would you be able to sustain it? Would you be able to continue to follow up with those people and sustain and grow that business? And, you, and when he opens it up to the public to respond, they know after understanding how change occurs and how understanding the power of the beliefs saying I can or I can't, they all answer, no, they wouldn't. They wouldn't be able to sustain it. And over time, that million dollar business would just window away. So at the end of the day, to sustain anything, that's why you have to take consistent action. And at the core of taking consistent action is this mechanism we all have, which is habit formation. Because what is a habit? Essentially, a habit is an action that we take automatic without that emotional anxiety or without us even considering our environment. Some common habits might be making yourself a sandwich. When you go to make yourself a sandwich, you don't think, oh my God, this bread, it's not exactly square. Uh, this is not going to work out. No, they just grab a bread, they grab peanut butter and jelly, and then they make it and they eat it, right? And you could probably multitask at the same time while you're doing that. Imagine if that same state, that same external and internal state was applied to your business for the sake of prospecting, for the sake of implementing a CRM, a campaign, an automation, a new entering a new market, going to do an open house or a listing appointment. Whatever it is that you're trying to do, the same process applies. And how you feel, right, your belief system, when you approach that experience, determines the amount of repetition you're going to take to make that goal, that ultimately that, that sequel that you want in the movie of your life a reality. So Andy, what, uh, what are the steps that one needs to take to overcome this and start creating these positive habits? And let's get, let's get deeper on what kind of habits they need to be doing, because you're obviously we're, we're kind of broad here and you, you, you obviously we use the word prospecting a lot, but I, I want to get deeper into the weeds on something that that an agent listening to this can walk away with and say, that's the ticket. That's what, okay, I understand, but now what should I be doing? And so what is it that, what, what are some of the things that you guys teach that, that, these, that we need to overcome or that we need to do and apply to create this habit that will then generate results? So the biggest thing we teach in our program with our students is first nailing down a morning routine. Okay. A morning routine is a big catalyst to why agents either prospect or don't prospect. Okay. So being specific as to a, first of all, every agent listening to this, you need to know what time you're going to prospect. If I were to ask you, what time do you prospect? You need to give me a number and say, I do it at nine o'clock at 10 o'clock at 11 o'clock, 11 to 12, whatever people are going to ask you, well, what's the best time to prospect? Stop it. You're getting in the weeds there. We recommend in the morning before 12. So first step is be specific as to what time you're going to prospect. Everyone should write down exact time, nine o'clock, 10 o'clock. Same thing with your gym. You should know what time you're prospecting, being clear. And then you need to build a morning routine to get you to that nine o'clock prospecting time. So a quick summary of a morning routine guys okay they're probably driving here so it's a three-step process okay it's a three-step process of how to build a morning routine number one you write down everything you do from the moment you wake up to that time you're supposed to prospect 
write down everything they do in the morning, Jeff. And a lot of agents just wake up, they get on the phone, they check their WhatsApp chats, they check their social media, then 30 minutes goes by, and then they're running behind on schedule. They don't have time to prospect anymore and they get into busy mode, but they're not building their business. Okay, we've been there, done that already. So write down everything you do in the morning. It's gonna, and be specific. It's like having an audit, like a shopping list. It's like having a shopping list in your morning. Because we all know, Jeff, what happens when you don't have a shopping list? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Things get crazy, right? Mm -hmm. You just buy whatever and you waste time. Mm -hmm. So step one, write everything down you do in the morning. From the moment you wake up to the moment you're supposed to prospect. Second thing you do is you grade it. Plus sign, minus sign, neutral sign. Plus sign means, yes, that's what a top producer does. That's getting me closer to prospecting, plus sign. Minus sign means it's distracting me. I shouldn't be doing this. I'm wasting my time. Neutral, things that really don't matter. Maybe just going to the bathroom, brushing my teeth, neutral activities, okay? So now you have plus, minus, neutral. You have a grading system. Great, now you know what it is that, okay, you're doing. You know what's serving you and not serving you. And then step three, you get rid of all the negative, okay? All the negative stuff, and then you have a list. And you need to do this on paper, Jeff. I recommend everyone listening to this. I'm giving you guys a quick synopsis of exactly this right here, of what it is you need to be doing in the morning. Get rid of all the negative, and you have a master list now. of We call it our pro list of all the things you should be doing in the morning now. And you, and you write it on paper. Don't keep it on your phone, right? Mike can tell you how addicting these phones are psychologically. Once you, if you keep it on your phone, you're going to be distracted and look up cat videos or golf swings like I do, right? So you want to make sure you have it on paper, you write it down, and then now you have a blueprint of what your ideal morning should look like. So that is a tactical next step. So if you're listening to this and you're like, all right, how do I take the next step? What do I do? How do I get to prospecting? Well, a big reason why is because you're not clear as to what time you prospect and you don't have consistency before you're supposed to prospect and you just show up saying, okay, so what am I gonna do today? If you wake up in the morning and you have no idea what you're gonna do next, you've already lost. That's it. You've already lost the day because now you're at the whim of distraction. Anyone can text message you, your kids can show up, and then they bother, you know, they bother you coming in, dad, I got this. If you have no plan in place, anyone, I remember a VP back in the day would tell us, if you don't have a plan, you become a part of somebody else's plan. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what not having a morning routine is. Morning routine is the trajectory of how your life is going to end up. If I were to look at what you do the first hour or two in the morning, I can already tell how your life is gonna pan out in the next 10 or 20 years, how you're physically going to look also, what kind of shape you're gonna be in, what kind of business pulse you're gonna have. So it's life or death. The, and I know a lot of you are listening to this going, that sounds so simple, as if we're, we're trying to overcomplicate success. Guys, be very careful, because we charge thousands of dollars for our one-on-one -on -one coaching to hold people accountable to this kind of stuff here, but what I'm just sharing with you, so please, use it, because we're giving you gold here. Because what's simple to do, it's also simple not to do. So please do not overestimate how simple this is and be like, oh, that sounds stupid. Do it. Show up to the grocery store without a list and you'll see how dumb, oh, grocery list sounds dumb. Yeah, until you don't have one and then you're wasting time. Like, what did my wife want again? 
what is on from what what do i what i gotta get and then you're wasting time you're wasting money you're forgetting things so that's the same exact thing that people's morning looks like when they don't have a morning routine and by the way anyone that wants that morning routine if you're driving right now don't do it just go to habitguys.com forward slash free and you can download that exact morning routine step by step and it's showing you exactly what to do but i'm just giving you a high level and a tactical step as to what to do next. Yeah, and just to piggyback off of that, so what Andy just explained there was one of the major features of the four-step process, which is to build a habit. The first step is data. Data is made up of your, of your senses, right? Seeing, hearing, touching, tasting, and smelling. And obviously, by creating a morning routine, the idea is that you would follow that morning routine through seeing, touching, and taking each task. Now, when you complete each task, there's actually neural neural modulators being released in your brain that make that give you a sense of confidence that cause you to move forward with that list with that list. Now, what's really important to understand, Andy met, as Andy mentioned, was to get away from technology because we don't realize this goes back to the parts of our of our experience that we don't control. We don't un, we don't realize the impact that our vision has and how it could drive our attention away. So the first step is data, following that morning routine, getting away from technology and literally doing the task and then put, putting that list next to you and then doing the next task, putting that list next to you, doing the next task and doing it again and again and again in that order. And it really, if you're having difficulty following through on what you say you want to do, that is step one of this entire process. You have to build the integrity in what you say by under by taking control of the things that are outside of your control. Does that make sense? So and then the next step of building a habit is what we is what's called desire. So you have to want to prospect. Now that sounds a little weird, right? Because the people that aren't prospecting consistently, they're going to make up excuses like, "Oh, I'm not a morning person. I don't know who to call." I don't understand technology. They're going to make up these things, right? So they they don't have while they have they have an idea cognitively, conceptually they're like, "Oh, I want to go over there. I want that sequel to be a top producing agent. I want to be a successful agent. I want to be my own boss. I want to have financial freedom." When they go to do that thing, they don't necessarily desire to do it. So and then how do you get people to do something they don't necessarily inherently want to do? Well, there's three things that we teach. One is what we call a habit pairing. Habit pairing is doing something that's already a habit with that activity. So if you, maybe you water plants and give someone a call. If you like to uh, play sports, uh, I have a basketball here. Sometimes I'm just throwing the ball in the air while I'm prospecting. So it's doing some activity. A lot of people listen to music and then make calls. And then when the call comes through, obviously they're just having a conversation. So habit pairing is one way to build that desire of prospecting or following through on whatever activity is that you want to execute on. Number two is fun first. So essentially you do something that you enjoy doing. Again, it could be cooking, cleaning. I know people actually, uh, cleaning actually puts them in a state of calm, which then would lead to the difficult task that comes after. And a critical point here is not to do something that's so extremely exciting because there's actually a dopamine rebound where the next activity that you have to do is so the word, it, it just feels so bad that you don't take action on it. So you just want to do something that's fun first. And then it could be exercise is very common, right? In, in our culture, doing exercise before working. 
So something of that nature, but it has to be right after, like literally I finished exercising and then you're calling. Does that make sense? It can't be, oh, an hour later. It has to be right after, because what you're trying to do over time is you're essentially linking the habit that you have that's fun with this new habit that's difficult, right? And that's the same thing you're doing with habit pairing. Essentially, you're pairing a habit you have that it causes you, that you could do very easily to something that's very difficult. And then the last thing, the last strategy you could use is what we call find, find the right tribe. So essentially get around the people that want to build the same behavior that you do. So if you want a door knock, well, guess what? You got to be around a group of agents that want a door knock. If you want to send thank you cards, be around a group of agents that want to send thank you cards. Now, a, 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 like a, a, another layer to that would be to not only find agents that like that prospecting method, but to have something else in common. Maybe you like reading romantic novels. Awesome. Something else that brings you and binds you together. Maybe you like talking about superhero movies. Awesome. Do that. So those, but being around that group is going to cause you to be accountable to them and accountable to each other. So you act in the direction that you ultimately want to act. The third step is what we call action. Plain and simple. You have the routine. You have the want. Now you have to take the action. But when we go about taking the action, we don't consider a few things. We don't realize that in a lot of cases, we have too many steps. Andy mentioned in your morning routine. The goal of the morning routine is from getting you to waking up to prospecting. And one of the main benefits of that process of building a morning routine isn't that it's a one-time thing. It's a process where you're constantly reevaluating your morning routine because what you think you should do and what you actually do are two completely things. And when you go to follow that morning routine and you realize, oh crap, I have to take my daughter to school or, oh crap, I have to do this or I have to or it takes me longer to make coffee in the morning than I realized, then all of a sudden you could actually arrange it in a way to make it effective. So you get from waking up to prospecting in the morning. So that's one of the things that you could do, remove steps or eliminate steps that are preventing you from getting to prospecting. Another thing that you want to uh, understand as well is to maximize your, your technology. So we're partnered with, with Red X. We love Red X because the dialer and the, and the format that Red X provides the information is aligned strictly to habit formation. It is so simple for you to make the calls that it actually allows realtors to change that identity that is really at the core, right? Their belief system of prospecting consistently. You have to get reps. The only way you're going to get better is by having conversations. And if the friction lies with you picking up the phone and pushing numbers and pressing call, you got to remove that friction and you need to get a dialer where you just push a button and then calls are happening. Voicemails are left automatically and you're just moving through conversations. And that's how you actually become a successful realtor. It's by putting in the reps. So using technology, obviously CRMs, you know, and there's other technology out there, but it, essentially you want the dialer is, is the most effective means, I would say, of connecting with the most amount of people in the, in the least amount of time. So that's one of the things that you want to do to be an effective realtor and also just build the habit of prospecting. And then the last one, and this is the most important step to building a habit, is achievement, the sense of achievement. Because at the end of the day, I gave you three steps data, desire, action. That just gets you to taking the action. But at the end of the day, if you aren't 
feeling a sense of achievement and satisfaction in what you're doing, you are not going to do it again and again and again. You're not going to do it for months. You're not going to do it for years. So if you are in a system, if you are going about your day and you don't like it, remember, this isn't a job. You're not going to get a paycheck for doing crummy work. So if you're not doing what you know you need to do, well, then guess what? You're going to quit eventually. So you have to learn how to make prospecting feel satisfying, feeling a sense of achievement. The key thing there is when you make the call to reward yourself immediately after the call, because what we want to do in the brain is actually release dopamine, which dopamine is a neural modulator that actually is the responsibility for drive and motivation. We want to release that when you make the call, not the outcome, not the oh, uh, I have a, a transaction in the works or, oh, you know, I had a great call or, oh, I have a listing appointment. No, 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 no. The call, the call, the call, the call. That's what it's all about. Because as I told you, you know, what research shows, and there's other studies, I just heard someone throw out a number, 95% of new agents quit after two years in the industry, right? I just heard someone else throw that out. And everyone has their own testimony and their own experience with this. But at the end of the day, if you don't feel good, if you don't feel a satisfaction in making the call, then you're always going to be focusing on the wrong type of change, which is sequel change, which is outcome change, instead of focusing on changing who you want to become. And that's the steps. Those are the four steps to building a habit of prospecting. Do you guys have any examples? Like, um, you know, you have any of your students that you can say, this is what it looks like very specifically uh, on, on, on how they've taken action. Uh, over you know, you're applying those steps, which which I actually wrote down five. Maybe maybe habit pairing wasn't wasn't a part of it, but um, even the, you know it's, it's with fun first concept. You know, it's a different way of thinking. Like, do you actually apply that strategy, which is do the thing that makes you that gives you that energy, and then you immediately follow it up. I think many people would say, well, if I left the gym, I need to go take a shower because I stink. You know, so are you really literally saying get off treadmill, pick up phone um, or, you know, what 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 are you saying there? But but I'd really like to know, do you have any do you have any examples of somebody that say this is kind of what it looks like? This is this is somebody who's executing at a very consistent and high level. And this is what they do. Yeah, go ahead, Mike. I know with there's a lot of a lot of examples there that we can use. Yeah. So, there, so there's two things that play here. And that's a really good point, actually, because one of the one of the misnomers that uh, we, we teach sometimes is for the sake of building the habit. And you have to understand, Jeff, that depending on where you're at and we have students like this, they're just like, I can't prospect. I just feel too anxious to prospect. If that's the case. And then guess what? Yes. When you get off the treadmill, you're going to call somebody like literally what we need you to do is to start experiencing acting like a real estate agent. You have to do that because they're not starting, right? And at the end of the day, what we're really talking about here is starting consistently because once you start anything, right? Most things in life, I won't say anything, but most things in life, and then you do it continuously after. So, yeah, so we, what we, we have, we, we, and we have one student who like salsa dances before she prospects. She mm -hmm. loves dancing. So she literally starts to dance and puts music on and get her in the state to do that, right? It was, it was a, it's, I think it's Ileana out of California who does that. She's like, oh, I love to dance. I love to get myself in state right before. And it sounds wonky. People are like, really? Yeah, you got to really, like Mike said, you have to apply fun first. 
to get right. you on that state to do that. So you you definitely do have to be that specific. Right. And then and then Daphne was another one where she wasn't calling consistently. And actually one time she had a, an appointment and in that in that process, we actually penalized her for not following through on her routine. And she actually thanked us. And she's like, this is exactly what I need. Like, I need to realize that this is my priority. And while it's, it might sound basic, we take a lot of things for granted. We don't realize, as I told you, we don't realize the experiences outside of our, our world that impact what we do on a day-to-day -day basis. And what I wanted to get with you on this specifically is that we're, we track two things. We track in our program, we track building a habit for the sake or, or building the prospecting for the sake of a habit and then prospecting for the sake of your business. And depending on your goal, right? We obviously create a business plan with you. We set a target. We, we have to do two things. We have to start consistently and we have a minimum goal for building a habit. And then we have a goal for your business. And then that's what we try to achieve. And what you find obviously is that building a habit is actually much easier to do than the business goal, but one impacts the other because for you to get to where you wanna go, you have to learn how to start consistently, how to take consistent action. And, and that typically takes around 12 weeks to actually build the habit of prospecting depending on your past experience. There you go, listener. Wait, listen to that really quick because a lot of listeners are like, wait, I thought it was 21 days or 28 days or 30 days to build a habit. So no. Okay, the actually the average is about what 68 days, Mike, if you want to get like so specific based on well, what type of habit you're changing. We're not talking about there's different levels of habits, right? Some some of you are not prospecting because you've had childhood trauma and asking questions and talking to people just triggers you because back in the day with raising your hand, asking a question you got made fun of. So you prospecting is triggering some trauma that you had 10, 20, 30 years ago. So there's some old belief systems that are just ingrained so deep in you. We have some students that just, just showing up to pick up the phone, like Mike says, gives you gives them so much anxiety, so much trauma that, so you have to be very careful as to thinking, well, 21 days, I should have the habit change. Well, not necessarily, right? There's so many different levels to that. Um, it, it can take some time. Some of our students can change it in 30 days. Some of our students can change it in a year. Yeah. Right. And then there's other other students like uh, Carlos comes to mind where he was making 100 calls a day and he wanted to make 300 calls a day. So we looked at his environment and we obviously looked at what was causing him because he was starting consistently. But why weren't you committing to the three hours that his goal was? So and then it's just getting him to do that. And then obviously this is what's the most important to understand by focusing on the action the results take care of themselves. That's the most important thing to understand because if you don't give yourself an opportunity to have a conversation with someone, to have you know a listing appointment with someone, then how do you expect to have a transaction? It all starts at the point of taking action, of prospecting, whatever prospecting method that you choose that's best for you. It's a commitment to the process. Is, is kind of what, what, I, what I hear you saying there. You need to commit to this process. Stop looking at how fast yeah. the result is going to come. You, you, you almost have to sit back and, and, and figure out, okay, I know I need this in my business and you all need some level of this. Some of you need it, you know, you need all of it. Some of you just need to implement something different. Some of you need to even test out what, what uh, Andy just mentioned or Mike mentioned about what is your thing that gets you amped up? 
and and go get amped up and then try it like try this this is really i, I mean i think it's pretty actually pretty kind of fascinating it, it's it is it's almost like the, the the dopamine thing it's like you get yourself jazzed and while you're jazzed then what do you do and and, and i think mike you said it it's like it's almost like you you come down and when you yeah. come down you that's when you then enter into that world of doing uncomfortable stuff and now you're not only are you down but you're trying to do something that's uncomfortable. So try to try to take action while things are firing. Yeah. Um, and then I, and I would also say the, the, like, I guess a question that's not really clarified is how long should you commit to a prospecting method? And that should be 12 weeks, 12 weeks. It's dedicating yourself to a strategy and recalibrating that strategy, not going away from it, not saying, Oh, I'm going from, calling expires in the morning to calling expires in the afternoon or FISBOs in the afternoon or my sphere. No, 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 no. You dedicate to a strategy for 12 weeks, give it a good 12 weeks, but I'm not, and I'm not saying not to modify little things, but the, but the, the skeleton, the framework needs to hold for 12 weeks to really know if it's right for you. Love that, man. Love that. And, and ultimately it's 12 weeks, folks, 12 weeks. Uh, and and that that is the reality. And there is that there's that mental commitment to a process. It doesn't matter what it is you're trying to incorporate into your 2023 plans. If you don't commit to the process, if you do anything uh, for a short amount of time and don't see a result, just it's not going to happen. Like it's just not going to happen. And if it does happen, if you get a result from any of this activity quickly, you got lucky. That's just luck. It's not going to continue like that. This is a process, and you've got to commit to it. I, I, I think that's probably the most powerful thing that uh, that, that we can that we can drive home here today. So yeah. I know we're, we're running long on time. I want to make sure that that um, our listeners have an opportunity to connect with you guys. You already you already mentioned that the habitguys.com forward slash free uh, to get all kinds of assets, uh, and and so that's that's important. Check that out. Uh, but where else uh, can people go follow you? You guys have a book coming out like this week, the week that this this podcast is released, the book is coming out. So let's plug all of that stuff and uh, and then finish with some parting words. I love it. I love it. I'll talk about some free stuff and then I'll hand it off to Mike about the book. If you guys want to listen to me prospect live, I prospect live. I know it's uncomfortable, but it's so great to see someone do it. It's why our coaches we love we get on the phone with our coaching students and we prospect with them live because that's where you learn that's the game film jeff you can practice all day but until you play until you on the field that's what i'm gonna know how you're performing do you understand the do you understand the sport do you understand what you're doing out there so the same thing with prospecting so every wednesday at 5 p.m eastern um i prospect live so if you want to hear me go ahead and do so it's called the prospecting adventures Go to habitguys.com forward slash training. Okay. And who, who are you calling? What, what, are, what are you calling when you're prospecting? This, well, this at this point right now, I'm calling expireds. That's a big awesome. thing we're focusing on right now is expireds and nailing that down. That's what we Mike said. I'm, I use Red X. I got my dialer, expireds, and we're, we're going with that. And we have a guide. And the, the strategy we teach is not your typical expired strategy it's a new refreshing strategy we have a guide with it and it's all on habitguys.com forward slash free you can go ahead and download that as well but if you want to listen to me live it's it's habitguys.com forward slash training you can definitely go ahead and do so and listen to me 
and get that done. And for my Spanish listeners, it's entrenamiento. If you want to listen to me, do it in Spanish for those awesome. that kind of like maybe feel better on that one. But yeah, and that's a big thing for people to listen to when you listen to someone prospect and you hear me do well, do bad, go sideways, you get to understand it's part of the process. Just because we are really good at prospecting doesn't make you immune to rejection, to awkwardness. You're gonna hear it all on those calls live. So it's gonna give you a sense of, oh, wow, I didn't know it was like that. And you get to, and I share my screen. You'll get to see exactly what I do, what I do before the call, what I do during the call, what I do after the call with my CRM, how I set up automations, my follow-up, the A to Z. And you can ask questions during that time as well. So that's a free resource for everybody listening that you guys can check us out. And then I'll hand it off to Mike with a book. Yeah, so we have the book coming out, Habit House, January 12th. It'll be everywhere where books are found, Barnes & Noble, Goodreads, Amazon. We're, we're looking to be an Amazon bestseller. So if you go to amazon.com, when you, when you go to our website, you'll see a link there. Uh, it'll be uh, for the first week, we're selling it for as little as 99 cents. So um, it's all you about- go to our website though, right? Of- we want them to go to yeah. our website, right? Yeah, yeah, habitguys.com. And you'll, you'll find the, all the information there. Again, it's all about getting realtors to take consistent action, consistently prospecting. This is a complete guide, step-by-step, gives you practical tips, gives you concepts as well. But we really want you to take action. We want, to, we want you to have an amazing 2023. And this book aligns perfectly with that goal. Yeah. And, and everything Mike spoke about today, I know he went deep into like habit pairing, fun first. Like we're teaching you... Those are principles of habit formation, okay? And I know it may sound very sciencey and like what, but it's the same science that Apple uses to make the phone so addicting, Netflix uses to make Netflix so addicting, right? It uses all of these psychological principles that Mike is talking about right now. And Mike has put that in the book, Habit House, so you can have a step-by-step process of how to use the science of habits so you take action and stop making this this big wish, this big motivational thing that you never get to do and you never do. So let's make 2023 the actual year where you actually execute and actually take action and prospect consistently so you become a top producer and you don't quit this business and go back to a crappy job that you can't stand, that you'll be miserable at. So you really wanna take this seriously this year because a lot of you were listening to this saying, if I don't make it happen this year, this might be the last year I'm in business. So. Go to habitguys.com. The a window's gonna pop up when you visit it. It's gonna pop up, and then it's gonna tell you exactly what to do to um to get that book. And oh, that's awesome. Uh, name of the book again? Habit Habit House. House. Habit House, fellas. It's always great to connect with you guys, man. Uh, now that the World Cup's over, Andy, I don't know what we're gonna talk about. I know, we'll man. Something I, I I suppose. It was great connecting with you instantly. The bromance was quick. I was like, soccer? <laughs> soccer? Man, and I'm like, man, I'm like going to you with, uh, with, with the crazy celebrations and all the stuff that happened with the World Cup. That was cool. I love it. Fellas, this is awesome. Guys, go to habitguys.com. At, very, at the very least, habitguys.com forward slash free. Why not? You need this. Uh, go log in and, and listen to Andy prospect. Most of you need this. That that m- Most of you don't have this in your brokerage uh, and, and, and it might just help you. Uh, you're going to hear him say something. You're like, oh, that was good. I'm going to use that. And then take that dopamine that got you fired up and pick up that damn phone and do it yourself. That's the only way you're going to change your life is, is by creating these habits, committing to the process. 
Uh, guys, I love it, man. I look forward to staying in touch. And thank you for uh, thank you for joining us today. Hey, no, not a problem. And, and Jeff, I was going to say one more thing for your listeners. If, if they want a free coaching call, I'll throw this in there as well. If they want a free coaching call, 20 minutes to look at their business, have them go to habitguys.com forward slash call. And they can schedule a free coaching call. Everyone listening will do that for your listeners as well. That's fantastic. Take advantage of that. Let's go. Let's do it. All right. Take Sounds care, good. Happy 2023. Let's get it done. All right, guys. Today's podcast is brought to you by Follow a Boss. Follow a Boss is the real estate CRM that turns every agent into a top performer. Follow a Boss is packed with features, but it's intuitive and easy to use. So agents love working with it and it integrates with everything. Use multiple lead sources. Guess what? Follow a Boss keeps them all organized. Want to try new marketing channels? Switch website providers, plug them right into Follow Up Boss. Visit followupboss.com forward slash lab code to see how Follow Up Boss helps you close more deals. That's followupboss.com forward slash lab code. Lab Code Agents Podcast.